dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Going on my own, being my own boss for my own new fellowship. I've recently realised that I am more my own boss than ever before. One of the main factors that has made this possible is my fellowship application. I feel incredibly privileged, but yet I'm not quite used to it yet. It feels a bit scary and a little bit like have I've been set adrift and I might just get it wrong. Ah, I've spent quite a lot of time working this out recently, reflecting on all my boss-like skills and trying to work out that I actually do have a wonderful support structure in place. So I, I definitely don't need to panic, right? Well, before becoming an academic, I was employed as a speech and language therapist in the NHS. But before this, I also had other jobs. So bar work, a lot of different bar work. I taught a tiny bit of ice skating when I was younger. And of course, in the far distant um, past, I had a paper round. Now, all of these jobs were essentially jobs where I had a clear line management structure in place. I was employed by someone else to do a job. And my work was generally overseen by someone else more senior to me. Despite taking jobs to work in more loan roles in the NHS, I was always part of a team. There was always a doctor who led the team and took ultimate responsibility. I decided what to do in my day-to-day -day work. I'd prioritise the interventions and plans directly with my clients. But if push came to shove, there was a medic or a manager or a supervisor that I could turn to to get approval. Now, as a PhD life student, life wasn't much different. In fact, it all worked quite well for me. I could be very independent and get on with my own work. Yet, I'd run plans and ideas past my supervisors. I had regular meetings where I'd save any decision-making to be discussed. We would spend time thinking about protocols, plans and timelines and generally run it all past the supervisory team. And of course, they took the last look at any manuscripts or chapters before being submitted for publications or for my final thesis. Does this lead me to thinking that perhaps I do not have the skills to make my own decisions? Perhaps. It feels a little scary to think that ultimately I am responsible for this rather large amount of money I've been given by the NIHR to spend on five years of research. On some days, I want to run back to my old supervisors and double check I'm doing everything right. I want to knock on their doors and ask them to rigorously examine every single document I write. On the other hand, I'm excited that I'm leading this and I must remind myself that I'm not on my own. That is what makes it so wonderful. Firstly, I have four wonderful mentors. Using them wisely will ensure I have all the feedback I need. I meet with them regularly and each of them brings different expertise, wisdom and knowledge to the study. They all have an overview of my Gantt chart, which I tend to flash before their eyes at some point in every meeting. So I know they'll be asking appropriate, critical and useful questions to keep me on the straight and narrow. Secondly, I have a plethora of collaborators. I feel so lucky to have so many wonderful people interested in being part of the work I do. Across three work packages, I've got collaborators literally from all over the world and across lots of NHS trusts in England and Wales. I'm learning from these collaborators. Indeed, many of them are teaching me the methodological process I will need to then jo jointly undertake the wor work with them. Thirdly, I've got a steering group. I've identified six people across academia, health and with lived experience who will meet with me 
three to four times a year on Zoom. They're a specific group tasked with keeping me to task, making sure I'm doing what I say I'm doing, rather like an executive board. I anticipate that this group will tell me quite directly if I'm heading off piste. Fourthly, my patient and public involvement group are my guides. As people with dementia and their families, many of them have contributed to developing the research plans for my fellowship in the first place. My work is inspired by them, designed with them in mind, and hopefully refined by their advice to ensure it meets their needs. Fifth, I am, of course, accountable to my funders. Those that hold the purse strings still need a regular update, a report on where the money is being sent. I need to demonstrate and account for my decision making. So as investor investors the NHR will definitely keep an eye on me sixth my training plan is comprehensive I genuinely feel I know nothing at times and training is essential to continue my development but luckily my fellowship plans include a detailed and comprehensive training plan partially comprising courses and partially shadowing Seventh, the team I'm building will include my very own PhD student and a health economics analyst. As a team player, I know my team will support me. They will keep me on task. They will be part of my everyday monitoring and support network. The more I write, the more I know I am well supported. I've got a network of people I'm accountable to and will hold me to account. So being my own boss is looking more and more attractive and a lot less scary now. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.